welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today we celebrate the feast of St. Peter Chanel, the first martyr of Oceania. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who for the spreading of your church crowned St. Peter Chanel as the first martyr of your church in Oceania, grant that in these days of paschal joy, we may so celebrate the mysteries of Christ's death and resurrection as to bear worthy witness to newness of life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Stephen said to the people, the elders and the scribes, You stubborn people, with your pagan hearts and pagan ears, you are always resisting the Holy Spirit, just as your ancestors used to do. Can you name a single prophet your ancestors never persecuted? In the past they killed those who foretold the coming of the Just One, and now you have become his betrayers, his murderers. You who had the law brought to you by angels are the very ones who have not kept it. They were infuriated when they heard this and ground their teeth at him. But Stephen, filled with the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at God's right hand. I can see heaven thrown open, he said, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, all the members of the council shouted out and stopped their ears with their hands. Then they all rushed at him, sent him out of the city and stoned him. The witnesses put down their clothes at the feet of a young man called Saul. As they were stoning him, Stephen said in invocation, Lord Jesus, Receive my spirit. Then he knelt down and said aloud, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And with these words he fell asleep. Saul entirely approved of the killing. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Into your hands, O Lord, I entrust my spirit. Into your hands, O Lord, I entrust my spirit. Be a rock of refuge for me, a mighty stronghold to save me. For you are my rock, my stronghold. 
For your name's sake, lead me and guide me. Into your hands, O Lord, I entrust my spirit. Into your hands I commend my spirit. It is you who will redeem me, Lord. As for me, I trust in the Lord. Let me be glad and rejoice in your love. Into your hands, O Lord, I entrust my spirit. Let your face shine on your servant. Save me in your love. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, from the plotting of men. Into your hands, O Lord, I entrust my spirit. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the bread of life, says the Lord. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. The people said to Jesus, What sign will you give to show us that we should believe in you? What work will you do? Our fathers had manna to eat in the desert. As scripture says, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus answered, I tell you most solemnly, it was not Moses who gave you bread from heaven. It is my father who gives you bread from heaven, the true bread. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, give us that bread always. Jesus answered, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me will never be hungry. He who believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Alright, so we're about to take our second step into the Bread of Life discourse, this discussion that Jesus has with the crowd. And I hope you don't mind, and I hope you stay patient, but we're going to take half a step backwards in order to take one step forwards, because this discourse, it's one entire section of the scriptures, and it's an argument that builds on itself. So we can't just read it in discrete pieces We need to keep an eye on where we've come from. So yesterday, Jesus said this to the crowd. Do not work for food that cannot last, but work for food that endures to eternal life. The kind of food the Son of Man is offering you. For on him, the Father, God himself has set his seal. Now, a seal was what was used as a verification of a piece of correspondence. If in ancient times I sent you a letter, I would mark the letter with my seal and you, knowing my seal, would be able to see that the letter actually came from me. The seal would be the mark of the origin of the correspondence of the thing which was sent. Now, Jesus is saying that the Son of Man has been sealed by God the Father himself. In other words, Jesus carries the authentication that he has truly been sent by God the Father. So Jesus says, work for the food that endures to eternal life. And so the crowd says, okay, so what do we need to do to do the works that God wants? And Jesus gives this response. He says, this is working for God. You must believe in the one He has sent. In other words, to recognize that Jesus is the one upon whom God has set his seal 
And the work that is pleasing to God is faith in Jesus, the one whom the Father has sent. All right, so where are we up to now then? What is it that Jesus has told the crowd? Jesus has said, look, you've been fed with loaves and fish, and that's great as a sign, but there is a far greater gift that God is giving, a bread that nourishes eternal life. And that gift which God gives you is me. And in order to do what is really pleasing to God, all you need to do is to receive the gift that God the Father has sent, the one upon whom God has set his seal. All right, so at this point, remember the beginning of the conversation with the crowd. Jesus said to them, you're looking for me not because you've seen the signs, but because you had all the bread you wanted to eat. So now the crowd go, all right, fine. What sign will you give to show us that we should believe in you? What work will you do? And then the crowd kind of serve it up to Jesus on a platter. They say, our fathers had manna in the desert to eat. As scripture says, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. So here, let me open up a little parenthesis. Remember, it's the time of Passover when all of this is happening. And the Passover was the time when we remembered the Exodus, when God saved the 12 tribes of Israel from slavery in Egypt. And as they were making their long trek to the promised land, he fed them. He fed them with the manna in the desert. And as we remember, the manna was this powdery kind of flour which appeared on the ground in the morning as the dew lifted. And this is what they would use to make bread. So, so the manna in the desert was the sign of Moses' authenticity and the proof that they could believe in the law which Moses had brought down from Mount Sinai as God's word. So the manna in the desert was Moses' sign. And if you're going to be greater than Moses, what's your sign? It better be bigger than this one. And this is where Jesus doubles down. He says, I tell you most solemnly, it wasn't Moses who gave you bread from heaven. It's my father who gives you bread from heaven, the true bread. Now, we've already heard Jesus say that he is the one who has been sent by God, that he is the gift of God. So when Jesus says that the father is the one who will send bread from heaven, Jesus then points out that I am that gift. I am the bread come down from heaven. And this is a bread which is greater than the manna in the desert. Because the manna, it simply sustained the 12 tribes of Israel for the time of their pilgrimage to the promised land. But now Jesus says, this is the true bread come down from heaven that gives life not just to 12 tribes of Israel, but to the world. And so Jesus has argued to this point. He says, look, it wasn't Moses who gave you manna in the desert. It was my father who gave you manna in the desert. But now he's giving you a new bread, the true bread which comes down from heaven. I am the one who has come down from heaven in order to give life to the world. That is why I am am the bread of life. Hang on for tomorrow when we take our next step 
along this long and complicated discourse of the bread of life. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ in our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that, as you did at Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God our Father.